0: Where it's at! I got two Dan Tables and a microphone! (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to Where It's At! I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host, who was previously looking at my junk.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You're not gonna... You know what? Don't explain it. (laughs) Fuck it. If they can't handle it... Go listen to another vanilla <laughs> podcast, you fucking <laughs> closeted fuck. <laughs> you know? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 2021, all right? We look at yeah. junk and we listen to music. That's what this podcast <laughs> yeah. is. That's where it's at. It's in your junk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, this is my co-host, Dan Ornstein. What's Now, up? we were having technical issues beforehand, and I kept moving my laptop computer down to look at my interface behind the laptop, and finally, Dan was like, I'm just looking at your balls. <laughs>
1: See, every time you flip it down
0: and i'm i'm not good. naked i'm wearing i'm wearing clothes but it's pretty in you know, the general direction so
1: it was it was the sh- those shorts are a little snug on you they I'm, are I'm they be, are kind of snug but they be kind of transparent i saw one ball
0: uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the good one. yeah the good one uh, so, uh, if you haven't heard us before, this is a music-based podcast for anyone who enjoys music. Like on a this junk podcast, based podcast, yeah, junk-based podcast. <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast, we review junk. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know. We interviewed, reviewed like Adam's stuff last week, and that was oh, borderline shots junk.
1: Fired.
0: Oh no! Wait, that was just his opinions, not his music. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to hear this. He's not going to listen. No, of course uh, not. He's- so yeah, we, we pick some music and then we talk about it and we have a good time. But real quick, before we get into the music and stop talking about balls, uh, you can find or you can send us an email at wherepod.gmail.com. Send us suggestions, what you like, what you don't like. You can send me a message on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Pockets, or you can send Dan a message on Instagram at MarksBalls. Balls. <laughs> If you change your Instagram to Mark's Balls, that'd be hilarious.
1: I'll open a new account just called Mark's Balls.
0: Marks just a new Instagram. Just for this. And just put chicken just ball jokes on it. Yeah.
1: It's just gonna be that and like uh you know, the bio is
0: just gonna say the good one. <laughs> Go for it. That would be amazing. Uh, no, I bet
1: I'm on Instagram at Dwight
0: Privilege. Yeah. Ah, uh, so now we're going to get into Sniggles, which is a single, sometimes an upcoming single, sometimes an older single, but most of the time we try and keep it upcoming. And, uh, this week Dan stole the single I was going to pick for next week. Oh shit. Did I? Yeah. Cause I was going to pick this one for next week. Then you picked it. I was like, oh damn it. But then I was like, man, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you pick this week, Dan?
1: I picked the song. Isn't everyone by health and Nine Inch Nails collaborating together? Uh, mm-hmm. How did you know I was not going to pick this? You had to have known, right? Nine Inch I, Nails is my favorite band. I figured you would have,
0: but I would have, okay. I hoped that somehow I would beat you to it. But I figured, I thought, oh, I'm going to get this. And then you sent me your pick for this week, like maybe like 20 minutes after I found the song. I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So let's let's talk a little bit about what I lo- what I I'm gonna give you some background on this, and then let mm-hmm. me hear what you thought about the song before I share my thoughts. Sure. Um, so, health? Are you familiar with them as a band? No. They're kind of. A, they're a, they're a, I would say there's really two groups that I'm aware of that are carrying the torch of industrial music in mm-hmm. a good way. There's a mm-hmm. lot of bands that are still doing industrial music, and they're doing it wrong or they're doing right. it poorly. Um the two that I know that are that are really excelling at it are uh Health by a long shot and then not too far behind Health is a band called 3 Teeth that I like a lot. After that it's it's kind of tough to do industrial without being real cheesy or real corny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Health is very tasteful. They are they're a milder Industrial kind of band, meaning they they get a little more into the atmosphere of it. They're not as aggressive or as abrasive as a Nine Inch Nails or a Ministry or a Skinny Puppy, Skinny Puppy mm-hmm. even to that matter. Um, first time I heard them, uh, like a lot of people might, I thought their singer was actually a woman, uh, but it's not. It's a guy. He's just got a very softer kind of voice, which I thought is is a nice compliment to it. It helps to balance some of the. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Some of the bri- brittle nature or brillo pad nature of industrial <laughs> music. Some of the real mechanical right. stuff. Um, a lot of people like to match that with screaming. Health is always very conscious of their melodies, and, and they, they typically pick the softer, pick a softer vocal melody to go with it. So um, that's that's kind of the the background on health for them to team up team up with Nine Inch Nails. I thought was just so exciting. Um, this, this song's a bit of a return to form for nine inch nails as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, nine inch nails is my favorite band probably of all time. And Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Now the second full-time member of nine inch nails. I follow their career extensively. I listen to all of their soundtrack work that they do. Mm -hmm. I love everything that nine inch nails puts out. I like their other band, um, how to destroy angels. So I'm, I'm a, just a long time fan of all three of those, of all of their projects. And so um, lately Nine Inch Nails, one of the things I've been really appreciative of is that they've been challenging themselves in a lot of ways. The last few records that Nine Inch Nails have done in the late 2010s, they released three EPs. And those three EPs were all vastly different Mm -hmm. from one another. One of them was... Just very noisy, guitar-driven, very reverb, but just kind of wall of sound. Almost like a if Nine Inch Nails made a shoegaze record, it would sound like this. Then the one after it was very synth-heavy, just built on on a lot of looping synths and a little bit of like a return to their pretty Hate Machine kind of days. And then the final EP was really bizarre. Had a lot of saxophone. In it, uh, and which I <laughs> wasn't expecting. And a lot of like Trent Reznor started singing more like David Bowie, who's a big influence on him, which was kind of cool. So here's Nine Inch Nails experimenting. Last year, they released two albums back to back that are in mm-hmm. their Ghost series, which are all instrumentals. These kind of felt to me like uh, s- stuff they'd written for potential movie scores, but never got the chance to use. So -hmm. they said, let's release this as nine inch nails. And it's very atmospheric. It's very slow. A lot of droning music. Um, there's some, there's some dark stuff to it, some creepy stuff. Um, but here you've got this, this group that's just going in a bunch of different directions all at once. This song comes out and it's like back to basics. And and to me, basics is like the downward spiral and fragile. two of the best records of the nineties, not to mention the broken EP. And that's a lot of what's in this song. Mm -hmm. So what did you think? Having gone through it a couple of times.
0: Have you gone through it many times? um, I loved this song. I, I had just kind of went across it, you know, in my feed and I was like, I'll listen to it. And from the get go, I was hooked. I didn't listen to a whole lot of industrial growing up, but I, did enjoy what I did listen to. <clears throat> I never got super deep into the genre, but I do like some industrial. And uh, this just took me back to old Nine Inch Nails, old like mid '90s industrial. And I was like, "Wow, okay, this isn't someone's new take on industrial. This is someone like that's really got. I mean, obviously, it's Nine Inch Nails, but I was like, Health obviously has their like finger on the button. They know exactly what they're doing, and they know how to do it right too. Oh, I sure. I I had a hard time like I, I wanna listen to other stuff, but I wanna listen to this song again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was crazy good. This um, has
1: definitely been in my rotation all week. Yeah nonstop.
0: Yeah, for me too. It it really blew my expectations because when I first initially saw it, I thought, Oh, new nine inch nails with health. And I was like, I don't know what health is, but I was like, if it's new nine inch nails, I probably won't like it all that much. Cause when I think of nine inch nails, I think of 20 years ago, nine inch nails, like right longer, you know, 25 years ago, nine inch nails. So I was like, meh, well, I'll give it a shot. And wow, I was completely blown away. So yeah, if you ever have liked anything industrial, especially old industrial, give this, this is solid, solid song.
1: It's, it's top notch. It's top tier for me. It's, it's such, it's probably my favorite thing Nine Inch Nails has done with the exception of stuff that will go under the moniker of Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Mm-hmm. As far as Nine Inch Nails goes, this is the best thing that I've heard from them in I mean, probably 10 years just as a single song. I love the things I love about it. Uh, There's, there's some parts that harken back to um, the fragile. There's, there's times I hear some of their other stuff, like from with teeth in here. Um, But here's how I, as I go through it, the first thing that catches me, first of all, it's the groove is solid. Mm -hmm. The melody that Trent Reznor sings on the first verse. That's one of the things that always just, I absolutely love about Nine Inch Nails is how they select a note that sounds off. Right. <laughs> and lean on it. Right. Yeah. So, like, here's the song starts and it's like, and it's going, it's going, dun, 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 dun. He sings this like, ah. Uh, and it's like, uh-huh. whoa, what is that? Is it, it's like, it's, it, it kind of makes your skin crawl but at the same yep. time you're like yeah <laughs> yeah, because it's it's the right note but it's the wrong note it's a note it sounds like it wants to resolve into something else right? like it's a note you'd use as a transition note and uh but he's just like no he's like no that's the that's the one I'm gonna just <laughs> yeah. hang on it and it builds this tension in the music and I absolutely love that I love the driving the way the guitar kind of gets sucked in and it's like with that kind of that swell there's a kick ass guitar thing that yep. happens before the big chorus a couple of times is like, it's just this little like, you know, down nose chromatic thing, but it sounds so raw. Um, I'd be very curious to see how much of this song was Trent Reznor and Atticus Roth's writing and how much of it was health writing mm-hmm. and, and where did the two collaborate in it? There's uh, and it's got a big, big Epic chorus that I absolutely loved. Um, I think that one of the things they, they, health and nine inch nails both do is a good job of adding different instruments throughout the way mm-hmm. or new parts throughout the song so the the core of it may stay the same the verse chords the melody, the refrain chords uh the chorus chords they're they're gonna stay they're gonna stay the same but each time they're gonna do something slightly new with it they're gonna add a little something to it um nine Ish nails is notorious for that i, ca- I yeah. call it layering and they they're really good at layering on different things as they go um to but all the things work in conjunction with each other, it's, it's oftentimes cacophonous, but it's oftentimes when you really sit down and start to break it down, they work so well each piece together to kind of make this new whole. Um, yeah, top notch. One thing I, I will say that was a lot of fun for me, too. I don't watch a lot of reaction videos on YouTube uh-huh. or anything like that um but I f- I found this channel and I highly doubt this person's listening but her name is Ixie IXI and she has a music channel where she goes through 9 inch nails songs only <laughs> okay yeah. only does 9 inch nails and uh really breaks down the music theory of it. And she Mm -hmm. like isolates tracks and stuff. And it's, it's badass to listen to. If anybody here is a Nine Inch Nails fan, check out Ixi Music, IXI on YouTube. And she did a reaction video for this song too. That was so great because she was sitting there like breaking it down going, Oh, here's what he's doing when he's singing this. And here's what he's doing when he's playing that. Uh, and it would just, it's rare that that kind of stuff, um, adds to my enjoyment. A lot of times I feel like sometimes it can, it's, it's fun to know, and I'm happy that I know how, to, how it is, but it can take the mystique out right? for certain artists, uh, and there's some artists that I kind of don't want to know what they're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Nine Inch Nails is, is oftentimes one of those artists. I don't want to know how he's doing what he's doing, because it might be something really simple, right. and if it is, that's gonna, I'm going to go, oh,
0: because... Yeah, it might take away from your enjoyment a little bit. I'm worried
1: that it might, so I typically don't do it. But I'm happy to say her channel's fantastic, um, and it, it it added to my appreciation of this song. This is five beards for me. I've been talking about it for almost 15 minutes.
0: I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> yeah. no, I could I gave go it five on too. and on. I mean, I just- gave it five beards, dude. It it literally like blew my socks off. I was I was, It got me. Here's here's how much it how it, I got me. It got me into industrial music again. I was having a hard time not going back and listening to other industrial music instead of listening <laughs> to the music for this week's episode. Like I was yeah. like, oh, this makes me want to listen to this other artist. So I started listening. I was like, wait, no, I'm supposed to be listening I'll to. I work to do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, I got to figure this shit out for this, for Monday. <laughs> so I, yeah, I was like, oh, but because of this, my pick for next week is an industrial duo because it got me back into it. And I was like, I have to listen to some. And so I picked my favorite industrial record from 1995. We'll get to that at the end of the show. So this week I picked uh, the new single Higher Power by Coldplay. So I have not always been a Coldplay fan. Uh, Their first couple albums I thought were just kind of so-so. Um, the one with yellow That's on fair. it, the one X and Y wasn't my yeah. favorite thing. Viva La Vida. I really enjoyed Milo Milo's. Yeah. Aletto, I really enjoyed a lot. Uh, the, the one after that, oh, what's it called? I can't remember now, but the, the, basically those three middle albums I thought were just really good, mm-hmm. really like basically between 2010, 2019, somewhere in there. I really like their stuff. Um, I, I had no idea they were still going to be making music. I had heard a rumor several years ago that they were going to put out one more album and be done. I don't follow you know them on Instagram or anything, so they came out with a new single. I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll give it a chance." And I wasn't expecting very much of it, just because I don't know why. I just had this like kind of low expectation. Um, this song, "Higher Power," uh, I haven't heard anything by new, new by them probably in four or five years. And I really like the electronic vibe on this song because it's I when I think of Coldplay, uh, Milo's at and the one after that, they kind of dabbled in more electronic music. but this is like yes. a poppy, happy electronic jam, which Coldplay's always been very happy, positive ethereal music. So I was like, Oh, okay, this, it felt new. It felt somewhat fresh. It didn't feel like they were trying to just do the same old Coldplay stuff. So anytime an artist tries to bring something new to the table, I definitely enjoy it a bit more, uh, to me Coldplay is always just like the soft rock band and they're just playing guitars with a shitload of delay on it, you know? (laughs) So I was like, Oh, okay, this isn't that this is really fun and really good. And the, the melody is great. It's a very uplifting song it's the perfect song for spring. That's the one thing I was feeling like it's it's spring here in Houston, which means you're going to have some human, warm, sunny day, or it's going to flood. You don't know what's going to happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, it, it was the great, perfect spring song. I really enjoyed it. It has some also good real ethereal qualities to it, but Chris Martin's vocals are great as always. I just think he's got a great singing voice. It was something fresh and new. I gave it four beards. It's not their best work, but it definitely was better, way better than average.
1: For sure. I thought, so when I first put it on, when uh-huh. I got through like 30 seconds of it, I double checked. I was like, wait a minute. This is Coldplay, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, once I heard Chris Martin singing, I was, I was uh, yeah, obviously it is. He's, he's got such a trademark voice. Yeah. You know, did you like that song they did,
0: "Adventure of a Lifetime"? It's it's okay. It's not one of my favorites, but it's it's a good song.
1: I feel like this is a natural continuation of that song.
0: Okay, I see why From you their think last that. record uh-huh.
1: that it's if they're if they're kind of steering a little more into this pop-driven sound versus mm-hmm. the soft rock band Yellow and right. all that kind of early stuff. Yeah, Coldplay's always been this band that I've been hit and miss with i've, I've really only liked about 30 percent of what they've done mm-hmm. but the 30 percent of what they did i really really liked it like viva la vida yeah and i mean that everybody loves it but that song fix you is a fucking great song sorry it, it's uh, it's
0: fantastic it's probably it's, their best track
1: Everybody loves it because it's a good song. So you know, it's sometimes it's cool to be with the popular crowd. And I really liked the Adventure of a Lifetime song. That guitar riff, that that mm-hmm. little arpeggiated guitar riff that is the main drive in that one. Such a cool little thing, um, and it's funky and it's it's cool. What I liked about this song is I I so I feel like if there's two cold plays, there's soft rock cold play and there's pop cold play. Right, pop cold play is probably the better group. I the think they are the better. It, it is my preferred. I mean, I'd rather listen to this than Yellow.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: Any day, right? Uh, yeah. Or, or what was there, the Clocks? I think yeah. it's catchy as hell. Um, I really liked the call and response mm-hmm. in, in like, the pre-chorus that they were doing. Um, what I wrote down and what, what ultimately was the only thing that dinged me for this was uh, I did like that parts of it, I don't know why it reminded me of Peter Gabriel, but it reminded me of Peter Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Okay, but once I got this, like, Peter Gabriel reference in my head, I started making comparisons, and I went, ooh, what would Peter Gabriel have done (laughs) if he were writing this song? Right. And Peter Gabriel, I think, would have included a lot more percussion. Uh uh-huh. And that's the one thing that I really wanted from this song that I didn't quite get. Like if they would have had some badass, even some congas, right. or like some bongos going on in the background, um, that would have just set this off
0: for me. You're, you're 100% right on that. I didn't think about that. But thinking back to it, you're right. The drums are kind of buried in the mix. It's, it's there, but it's not very prominent. If you had that extra little percussion, it would make the song hit that much harder.
1: Even, I mean, I know you hate them. But give me some shakers, you know <laughs> what I mean?
0: <laughs> no, but when a shaker is done right, it adds so it's, much. The simplest little yes, thing, yes, exactly. So, uh,
1: so ultimately, I gave it three beards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's above average for me. Yeah. But is it is it probably going to be in like my regular rotation of Coldplay stuff?
0: Mm, probably not. There's yeah, I was going to say it's a it's it's up there, but out of like all my top Coldplay tracks, it's like. Right around the middle. Because there's a yeah. ton of other Coldplay stuff I like way more. Same here. Yeah. Same here. So, yeah. So now it's time to get into the albums. Do you want to go first, Dan? The real nitty gritty. The real nitty gritty. What'd you pick this week?
1: Let's... I'll, I'll go first. I picked the new Death From Above 1979 mm-hmm. album called Is For Lovers. So if you say it all together, it's Death From Above 1979. Mm-hmm. Is For it's Lovers. Funny. And uh, we'd done a single of theirs on a previous episode. It was the song one plus one or one and one. Yeah. Um, but it was time. The the full record is out. I've been wanting to review this for a while. It's been in my, uh, in my rotation here. So I'm glad that we got to get on it. Um, death from above 1979. They're two piece group. It's it's bass, singing, and drums, and I guess they split, or somebody does synth duties mm-hmm. sometimes on there. They're similar to other groups of that vein, like Royal Blood, uh, that are out there right now as well. Um, this album overall... Um, is their newest one. I've got to say they're, they're, they've got three albums that I'm super familiar with. And I'm the names of the other two are escaping me right now. This hasn't ever been one of my all time favorite groups, but Mm -hmm. when I listen to death from above 1979, I'm always like, yeah, this is really cool. Um, and I, I get into it for like a week and then I forget about it. I do remember (laughs) that you ever get like that with stuff like you're, you're like super into it when you're into it, but when it's gone, it's gone. Right. Um, there's their last record as i recall i didn't like as much as some of their previous stuff i can say with this record this one really it 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 i liked it from the get-go but -hmm. the more i listened to it the more it grew on me so i remember Mm -hmm. when we did one and one the Mm -hmm. review of that one we both kind of went yeah it's it's better than average yeah uh but we weren't we weren't like it's, we were both came across going like, it's not the best thing we've ever heard. Right. Um, I can honestly say I like it a lot better now having listened to it even more than I did when we reviewed the single and the same goes for the record altogether. This is one that really started to, uh, get me going. The more I listened to it, the more I liked it. Um, what was your initial thoughts? What did you think?
0: My initial thoughts. So I think the production is stellar. Uh, the fuzz bass is amazing. The drum work, the songwriting is all good. The this artist suffers from what a lot of other, at least for me, it's just too thin for me at points because okay. I want yeah. the extra guitar or I want the something else. When you know most of this music is just drums and bass, right? And so. <clears throat> I just want that extra thing. Now, that's not like a huge knock on it, but it is a knock. Um, That's my one criticism. And for the most part, I don't know why. More and more I listen to music, the more and more I realize. I mean, I guess it makes sense. The first half of the album, first half of the album, like the first five or six songs, I feel are solid. And then you Mm -hmm. get to the end, and No War is about the only one of the latter half that I really like. But that's not that the other songs are bad, they're just not as memorable, I guess you could say, like the first six tracks. Okay. I can jam out to that. There's a lot of variety and it's fun. I can look past like the thinness of the music and I can enjoy it, but then it gets to like three of the last four uh, outside of no war. And I'm just like, Meh, I'll skip those and go to no war. Cause that's a dark dreary kind of song, which is really fun. But, uh, the first three are great. And then uh, glass Holmes is a stellar it's probably my favorite track on the album despite the fact that it sounds like a total ripoff of the bloody beat roots but it's still in a lot of ways maybe even better than the bloody beat roots because the bloody beat roots have a song that sounds a heck of a lot similar to this but it's instrumental and this one has vocals on it and it just yeah. adds so much more to it it's so good I, yeah I kept- you sent
1: me that track and i immediately <laughs> i was like this is it's it's almost identical, right? Right. Uh, so many similarities to it that um, yeah, it makes you want. I mean. Were they listening to that? Are they fans of the Bloody Beat Roots? Did they <laughs> right. know? Or is it is it parallel thought? You know, yeah. you can't help but wonder all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I agree with you on. Okay, so let's talk real quick about the 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 sound of it. Your your complaint is the same as uh, as mine often is with bands that are two piece bands, whether it's the White Stripes or mm-hmm. Death from Above nineteen seventy nine or Royal Blood or I mean the Black yeah. Keys if they're playing like they're playing live and it's just two people at a certain point, I'm going to go, Oh, something's missing. Right. You know? And yeah, it's not a deal breaker, but it's one of those things that I notice it enough every time to where it's the fact that I'm conscious of it. It makes me go, ah, dang, you know? Uh, I did like what I liked about this record was I felt like they were pushing themselves in some new directions. um, Mm -hmm. We, as we've mentioned before, lots of Queens of the Stone Age vibes, especially in the production of this, The whoever produced it, I feel like really listened to not only the most recent Queens of the Stone Age record villains, Mm -hmm. but there's some, some hints of some of their older stuff in there too. Like the, the drums sound like the drums on, uh, songs from the deaf, specifically, no one knows, you know, that kind of. Very recognizable sound, drum sound, drum kit sound from no one knows. Uh, it that's you'll hear that all over this record. Um, so yeah, very derivative of Queens of the Stone Age, yeah. but man, I really liked it. Uh, some of my favorite songs, modern guy. I love <laughs> that great chorus. Song. Yeah. Love <laughs> that chorus. Um, I, one-on-one really grew on me. Free animal grew on me. Mm-hmm. I love totally wiped out, um, glass homes, especially the ending, the, mm-hmm. uh, the kind of back half of that. I loved mean streets. I loved Hollywood dreams. Um, I really, really enjoyed this record a lot. It's, it, it really grew on me. Um, I do feel like once you get to, I wrote this down, I feel like once you get to free animal, which helped me out, what track number was that offhand? Oh. I don't know. I'm just reading off my know. notes. It's, I think it's like once, I think it's like three or four, right? So mm. once you get, it, you got to get into this a little bit, you got to let it, dig in to get the full picture um so that was the track that i wrote down was once you get to free animal i feel like you start to get a sense of the full picture of what this record is going to sound like it's not a long record it's about 40 minutes right so it's 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 to the point but what i liked is that um yeah i feel like it's better than their other stuff i like that as the record goes on they incorporate more sense into the mix and more background stuff um If I had to pick one thing that I didn't like as far as the recording, it would be it suffers from the same problem that psychedelic porn crumpets had.
0: Yes. Oh, I was going to say that, but you made me do it
1: (laughs) where they record. I mean, it sounds like the same song is produced the same way so that you get this, you get a sense of completeness to the record that way. Right. But to the point where it, it, has a copy paste feel.
0: Yeah. Especially with the, just the, the vocals being, can be too distorted at times. And it's like, it's just, it takes away, like, give me some songs with some clear vocals in there just to mix it up a little bit,
1: just to change it up. That's right. Yeah. Or, or do something different. Take one song, distort them even more and take another one and dial it back some, you know, Uh, but it's, it's almost like they just took in pro tools like the same effect settings that they had and just duplicated it on every single track. Right. So ultimately that's kind of where it ended up for me. Um, But I liked it better than their last record. It's been a long time since they've been out with something new. So uh, I'm I'm excited for this. I, you know, I can't help but compare it to Royal blood. Who's got a new record out too. And I I like this one a lot more than the Royal blood record that's out. (laughs) So I'm going to give it four and a half beards.
0: Okay, I gave it four because the the thinness of the music and the latter like the latter half outside of the song No War of the album just just didn't do it for me. I was like, I gotta give it a four. Still a good album. Um a glass house is regular rotation for sure. That or Glass Homes. Oh, I love yeah, that glass song. Holmes. That is yeah. a great, great, great song. Um, and the first four or five songs too, it, it, it has this like vibe to it in this, this, it just like takes you in and carries you along with it, which is makes it a fun listen.
1: That's what I was, that's exactly what I was trying to say when I was like, yeah, this is when you get a feel for the tone of the record. Like it's, right. yeah, that's the ride that you're on. And, and once, once you're, you are by track three or four, you're, you, you're like, oh, this is what the ride is going to be. Right. And you're able to really kind of enjoy it. Um, same thing, man. This, this would have been a five for me, honestly, because there's not a single song that I did not like mm-hmm. if it weren't for the production.
0: Yeah. It's, it's too much of the same. So. And. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't just want to leave on a down that. note. If you're, I would say if you're <laughs> listening,
1: if you're looking for something that is high energy, uh, this is like a great like workout record. Like, oh, if you're getting yeah, ready to definitely. throw some iron around or do some some cardio or whatever, put this on your workout. will be over before you know it. Yep. Um, and it'll feel like you just listen to one song because it they're all produced the same. But it's it's a, it's such a. <laughs> look i can't mm, i keep going back to the negative it's such a fun uh fun record a lot of high energy um, yeah definitely highly recommend especially for fans of queens of the stone age anything that's kind of um got a punky kind of vibe but with still a good strong foot in melody
0: yeah it was it was solid definitely solid so this week, so this week you picked. Oh yeah, I picked Wild Heart by Miguel. Now I picked. This is the. Yeah, you're
1: even settling into like you're like yeah, girl. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: This right, this right here. I was trying to figure out of, a, of the best way to describe this album, especially if you've never heard it before, because this is like R and B meets Deftones is kind of what I would call this. That and is so, an interesting point. So you, Miguel has this, he has the, that, that if you think of an R&B singer, he sounds like one. He's like, he's like a very handsome looking dude. He's, he's like the R&B pinup guy, but some of his singing style and definitely a lot of his lyrics are very much Chino Marino of Deftones. Very mm-hmm. much. A lot of the subject, the, all the songs are like all these oversexualized songs or songs about sex. And and I feel like it's Deftones meet R&B with, you know, because they have, they do a lot of, or I should say, he does a lot of really interesting stuff with guitars, but he, instead of going for like distorted guitars, he does fuzz guitars or yeah. clean guitars. And the fuzz guitars he puts on some of his songs are absolutely stellar. It's absolutely mind bogglingly good. Yes. It's unbelievable. Like I, I, like i just the guitars are phenomenal and then he starts to sing over the top of it and i get chills i'm just like whoa this is something different something special uh lenny kravitz even does a guest spot playing guitar Mm -hmm. on like track nine or ten which is another just amazing track um I feel like the whole album is built like a typical RB and album to showcase his singing and showcase his vocals, which is great. But the drums and the guitars don't take a back seat to him, which is really, really cool because oftentimes when you get into somebody who has this good of a voice, the the instruments can take too big of a step back in the mix, and you yeah. kind of lose some of the, the quality of the music. And right. there's there's a ton of songs on this where there's just this. Dirty, grimy, filthy fuzz guitar <laughs> with this weird beat that just comes in, and you're just like, Whoa, what's this? And it like catches you off guard. You're like, And like, uh, for example, uh, the second song, Deal, it starts out so good. It, it like has this weird little beat at the beginning, and then it just stops and then doubles the tempo. It's such a great, interesting way to start a song. It's so creative, and it makes that yep. song so much fun. Uh, The the Beautiful Exit has this throbbing fuzz guitar, almost with this, like, tremolo throb to it. It's kind of hard to describe, but it's very much a throbbing, and it goes with the beat, and it's just a very simple, like... and he comes in and sings over the top of it. And you're just like, Ooh, wow. Once again, it's another song where you can boil down everything in the album to, Hey girl, that's the whole Uh, album. Yeah. yeah. In fact, like, don't say throbbing. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: Don't say that to describe this. That's what he wants you to think. Okay.
0: (laughs) Uh but I feel like his with what the, he's doing with the music, his voice is contrasting but complimenting at the same time. So where did and, you hear about this guy? Um so actually I can't remember where. So probably four or five years ago, I was watching some series on Netflix. I can't remember what series it was. I believe it was a Netflix it was altered carbon. Wasn't it the horniest show of all it, time? It could have been. I don't know. I honestly don't know if it was altered carbon or something else.
1: Many sex scenes, of but altered there was, carbon, the, I'm
0: betting his song. Simple things was on there and I was like, Whoa, this song is sexy. So I was like, I have to look this music up. And so that's okay. I she's it, and that's how I found out about it. So, Um, I feel like every, I mean, every, every song in this album has like the same theme. It's all about sex or dating or whatever you want to, it basically, it's just about sex. This whole song is a make love. Album. Is a
1: nasty, <laughs> nasty record, bro. This guy might have a sex addiction. Yeah. Like, there's a couple of times where I'm like, I'm worried he might be doing too much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you get to track three, the Valley and you're just like, okay, bro. Okay. Okay. Like, <laughs> is yeah it's like it's almost porn if music could be porn track three would this be is, porn yeah Man,
1: I, I tell you uh <laughs> this came dude this caught me so much by surprise yeah r&b as a genre is wanna is i can i can honestly say it's the genre i'm i know the least about and it's the genre that i keep up with the least mm-hmm. shame on me for that because there really is some terrific music out there there's tons yeah I'm just so bad at, at going out and listening to it. But this caught me, it caught me by surprise the same way. And musically they sound nothing alike, but the past two records that have really wowed me uh, like this on first Uh listen from artists of different genres, like R&B was uh, D'Angelo's Black Messiah record that came out like almost 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. which is the funkiest, goddamn thing i've ever heard since (laughs) p-funk and parliament and then um kendrick lamar from hip-hop with like to pimp a butterfly and damn the two records that back to back where he's constantly finding new directions and stuff um yeah i really got taken off what so 100% agree on the guitars i think you're right on the spot you know right on the money there I love the the atmosphere that's crafted with a lot of these songs. Oh and yeah. What I love about uh it's Miguel as a singer is that he has a shit ton of talent. I, I I'm convinced he's 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 writing a lot of this too. He doesn't sound like one of those a producer comes in, brings him 12 songs he picks them and you know or 15 songs he picks the 12 that he likes and that becomes the album. I feel mm-hmm. like he has a heavy hand in crafting his product. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his involvement is there or how what he's writing for melodies, how much he's involved in the instrumentation of it. Um but it this feels like a guy who's got a vision right. for what he wants his music to sound like. And that's always impressive to me, especially in the realms of pop and stuff where producers are just as known for uh, being a part of the genre as the artists themselves, mm-hmm. i.e., a, far- a Pharrell or um, somebody of that nature, right? Or who's, right. you know, that, that that's kind of the world of pop and a lot of hip hop and a lot of R and B music is. Uh, there's there's two sides to the story. There's the writer and there's the performer. Mm-hmm. Here, I think those are one story. Yeah, it feels that way to me. So I I absolutely loved it. I love that he is tasteful. In ways to showcase his voice and mm-hmm. showcase how good he's doing, without leaning on too much vibrato or too much, right? Um, too many runs. He's not doing a whole lot of runs. That's oftentimes the thing that that I don't like about. Uh, R&B music is when somebody over sings too much Mm -hmm. you know it's like listening to a metal band where all they're doing is shred guitar solos like at a certain point I'm like cool (laughs) I get it bro but it's not impressive anymore Right? you know um, do something different find me a melody in there a little bit that's always been my complaint with people who oversing in pop and music and stuff like that. And that was nowhere to be found in here. No. So, yeah, I, I didn't get the Deftones vibe, but I want to go back and listen to it again after we're done it's and see if su- that comes to mind.
0: It's subtly how he sings. Sometimes, you know how Chino will like, float through a note and kind of like sometimes hang on like somewhere in between where it does he doesn't do it often but when he does i'm like oh that's very chino-esque right there it's it's very subtle very subtle but he's he does that on a few songs um coffee the single Really, really good. It's just like, hey girl, let's go home, stay the night, and then whore off coffee in the morning. Such simple but so good. And Uh, by coffee, I
1: mean more sex.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh Waves, that was I at least to me Waves is the best track on the album. I wrote that down. That one had a great melody. I loved it. The the not my favorite
1: track on the album though. My favorite one, if I had to pick a single favorite is a beautiful exit. The, the kicker. That's such a uh, good one too. The launch, the start of it, mm-hmm. um, just totally caught me by surprise. And I love the rhythm of it and the way it's produced. Um, that's probably my favorite one. Waves is on there. I, I had one, yeah. two, three, four, I have like six songs of all of them mm-hmm. that I would say, these are my, th- my top ones. It's a beautiful exit. NWA, uh, mm-hmm. just because I love how low key it is. Yeah. And the guitar in <laughs> NWA is just fucking banging. Waves, uh, Waves. What's Normal Anyway, mm-hmm. Flesh, was mm-hmm. a cool song. Flash. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> the Super way he cool. starts that.
1: Oh, it's so cool. Almost sounded like something um uh like a I There I've nothing to state this on that makes sense, but it for some reason reminded me of like Daft Punk.
0: Yeah. Even I can though it see sounds why.
1: nothing like Daft Punk. Right. Okay, there's there's nothing <laughs> there. But it got it vibes. Yeah, like Daft Punk. Okay, it does. so what? Say Do with that what you will. And then uh, GFG, I thought was was another mm-hmm. really good song. I can I can I tell you though, I had one serious complaint.
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: Okay, uh, and enough to where it affected my rating of the record. Okay. All right, and and that's the song leaves. Okay, where he proceeds to say the word California so many times. <laughs> I thought that it was a Red Hot Chili Peppers song.
0: It was a bit too much. Uh, Co-written by Anthony fucking Oh, uh, That's actually believable, too.
1: I, <laughs> I made it through that song one time. Uh-huh. And then every other time listening to the record, I skipped it. I was like, Nope, that's the California one. (laughs) it's California, California. So
0: chili peppers. Oh yeah. Um, waves. Uh, one thing about waves I forgot to say was, uh, I thought it was excellent use of the cowbell. There's the cow. It it just nailed it in the mix. Anytime
1: you can use a cowbell tastefully in a song. I'm you're, I'm good. You got
0: it. It nailed it. Uh, Hollywood Dreams I liked, Going to Hell, I liked, Flesh, Leaves I liked, despite the saying California too many (laughs) times, Uh, Face the Sun with Lenny Kravitz was good, GFG, and then uh, Simple Things, I really, the, the guitar on that really makes that song for me, it's just got that fuzz guitar, and it goes from fuzz to a little bit clearer back to fuzz, it's just, it's such epic, it's... It's got the, that song has this bigness and this epicness, and it's like this smooth, silky bigness and epicness, which just makes it. It's like, you know, cheese being poured over like a delicious <laughs> burrito or something. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> over a throbby burrito. Yeah. <laughs> There's a visual for you. With the yeah. I don't so. Know what that means. Yeah, Uh, top to bottom, I thought it was a great album. I gave it four and a half beards.
1: Dynamite record. I I ended up, I don't know why I gave it just four. It really probably deserves a four and a half.
0: Yeah, so uh, I, I, it was kind of- Probably I gave it four because of fucking leaves. Probably.
1: That was probably, like I heard it, I was like, no, you don't get four and a half. (laughs) You get a four, Miguel. Okay.
0: Yeah, and you said California one too many times. <laughs> so yeah, uh, great album, start to finish, minus the California, 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 California. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It was a, it was a, it was a wonderful change of pace from a lot of the stuff yeah. that we I normally listen to. or I should say that you and I normally listen to, and a, uh, I like it when someone can just take things that are great, but don't often get put together and then put them together in a new way. And that's what he did with that. He took like fuzz and funk and hip hop and R and B awesome. and Lenny Kravitz yeah. and his unique style of singing. And like I said, it's, it's R and B meets Deftones. It's, it's in the weirdest ways.
1: <laughs> I really liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, uh- I want to listen to it some more. This, is, this, is, this isn't going to be a record I'm going to probably be done with anytime soon. I really want to give it some more time, especially to dig into the Deftones thing, because I'm, I'm curious to hear if I hear that too.
0: Like I said, it's subtle, but I kept a few certain songs, I kept listening to it. I'm like, oh, that's just, there's some little bit of Chino in there. Like, I can feel it. This is just, this is
1: not, you can't listen to this on Sundays because of God.
0: <laughs> it's the only thing, like...
1: This, oh, this no. is like a Friday night record. Right. This is not a Sunday morning.
0: This song, you know... On the when way you, to church. Yeah, no, this song, mm. with, or it should send this song, this album, like, it says, you know, parental advisor on the front. It's not for explicit lyrics. It's for just straight fucking.
1: It's, yeah. <laughs> this is this is like Teddy
0: Pendergrass. Yeah. <laughs> level fucking horny. This is like a- <laughs> And that's ASMR There's a time genitals. and a place for everything, but man... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I wanted to throw something else out there that was uh, different and fun, so I did. Uh, What did you pick for next week, dude?
1: All right. Next week, I'm going to go with a band that has been around for a while, but I can truthfully tell you that they've never been seriously on my radar, but they've got a new record. I started to listen to it, and I stopped myself because I thought this is going to be something I want to review it's the Fratelli's Mm -hmm. um, kind of an alternative indie band and the new album that is very recent out. It's only been out a few weeks. is called half drunk under a full moon. So we're going to review the Fratelli's. I I love their name by the way, from the, I know you hate the Goonies, but
0: uh, (laughs) yeah, I do. As somebody who
1: grew up on the Goonies, that's such a great band name. And I'm, this is, I have a feeling this is going to be something that I'm going to really like. They're a Scottish indie rock group. Um, I ha- I this, my instinct tells me early prediction. I'm going to give this a high review and this is going to be a band that I'm going to really dig into their back catalog mm-hmm. after this record. And they're probably going to end up being a band that I like a lot. Mm, okay. That much promise just from the first couple of listens. But again, wow. it's super different. So, you know, we went from Death From Above 1979. That was really loud and uh, very in your face. This is a little more chilled
0: out. Okay, that'll be fun. So uh, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go with something really dark, really gritty, kind grimy, kind of cheesy in some spots. Uh, th- okay. When I say dark, I mean like fucking dark. <laughs> so I can the, handle it's, it. It's, it's cool. the album misguided by Argyle park and circle of dust. This is a one-off Argyle park came out with this circle of dust helped out with it. Circle of dust has been doing industrial for like 30 years. Yeah. Um, out of New York city. I don't know if he's still there, but that's when I first started listening to industrial, he was out of there. And then this Argyle park CD came out. It was him and somebody else. And, uh, they just did this one album. I thought, I was just like wow this is different and this is it's, it's just it's raw it's crazy and there's like you know I don't know a bunch of people you've never heard of as guests featured on this but I, uh it's still it's solid it's good so be interesting to hear what you say about it. Cause like I said, this is probably one of the darkest things I listened to as a teenager. And I was like, yes, I'm going to paint my nails back. <laughs> <laughs> I need, heels. Yeah. I need with heels. yeah. Where's my Doug Morton's <laughs> yeah, steel toe for no reason. Yeah. Uh, so, um, real quick before we end the show, where can people find you, Dan? Find me on Instagram at Dwight privilege. I thought it was at Mark's balls. No, I changed it back. <laughs> uh, and you can find me on Instagram at Mister Underscore Pockets Twenty One. You can send us an email at wearpod at gmail Yeah, please send us any uh, thoughts, comments, uh, you know, recommendations. Tell us what you liked
1: about. Tell yeah. us what you thought about Miguel and Death from Above nineteen seventy nine. I one of the things I'm really eager to hear is listener feedback on what your thoughts were on albums that we've reviewed.
0: Yeah. So we would love to hear from you and I believe that's all. So thank you everybody. And we'll see you all next week.